0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at Kizik.com/slash socks. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered. And challenge through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, the Velvet Machete, coming to you with straight talk on how to become a bold, brave female entrepreneur. I know I say this every time that I'm super excited, but I actually have like a personal reason why I'm super excited about today's guest. You will love her. You might know her. You probably watched her on TV. But before we get to that, you know, I love to tease. Um, I got to give a shout out to one of the Bombshell Squad members. Uh, Julie Davis left it short and sweet on Amazon for the Bombshell Businesswoman, How to Become a Bold, Brave Female Entrepreneur. And she put five stars. I love this book. Julie, I love how short and sweet that was. That didn't take Carla any time at all. We could go on about our our uh, podcast today. And again, just this is not about me. This is not about me patting myself on the back. I can't even begin to explain how much it means to me that you leave reviews for the podcast or for the Bombshell Business app or for the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or wherever you purchased at Target, Walmart, wherever, Because you took the time to not even help me, although it does help me, I'm not going to lie. You're leaving like a breadcrumb for another woman where they can get a hold of this information and they can step into their greatness because they're trusting you because peer reviews are everything, right? So I I just love to honor that. Thank you so much for doing that. And of course, if you love what we're doing, we love those reviews any way that you can get them. Okay, y'all. Oh, my gosh, you're about just hold on. If you're driving, you might need to pull over for this energy ball that's about to hit the the podcast. (sighs) Kim Gravel, Kim, 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 where do we begin? Okay, I'm going to read her official bio and then I'm going to tell you my my Kim story. So Kim Gravel is an entrepreneur, TV personality, public speaker and industry leader. But most of all, she has a passion for people and seeing them rise. Her authentic, common-sense style has resulted in Kim being... One of the most booked guests on the Steve Harvey show and starring in the hit weekly docu-series, Kim of Queens on the Lifetime Network. In 2016, Kim partnered with television and online retail giant QVC to launch her highly successful apparel line, Bell by Kim Gravel. And a year later, the Belle Beauty Cosmetic line. In only two years, Kim has grown her QVC brand from zero. Okay, only two years, Kim has grown her QVC brand from zero to over 60 million in annual sales with projections reflecting continued record growth. So, I'm going to condense this next little part. We're going to put her full bio in the show notes. But she, in 1991, was 19 years old and became one of the youngest Miss Georgias in the state's pageant history. But what I want to pull out of that is she took that opportunity where she was given some influence and some reach. And she has crushed it. She speaks. She was asked to serve as a Goodwill ambassador to Japan, where she spoke to corporations and the Japanese parliament. Y'all, she's on the Steve Harvey show. She has an annual women's conference. We'll hopefully get all that in the show notes too in Atlanta. She's everything. And And so my Kim story, when Toy Sweeney, she's one of our most popular guests. Y'all know some Toy Sweeney. She is like the fashionista. She sent me an email. She's like, hey, Amber, my friend Kim would be a great person for your show. And she kind of shared some. I'm like, I know Kim. (laughs) We're like family, I think. Mm -hmm. So in the South, there's a saying that you cannot... Don't say things about, like, don't gossip. Don't say bad things about other people because they're likely kin. Okay, that's what we say in the South, kin or cousins or whatever. And Kim, I don't even know how. If we're like, may, like, Second cousins twice removed. I mean, it's like we are. Distant. we are, but um, but I actually found out about Kim because my stepdaughter, my beloved Kristen, did the makeup for Kim of Queens for like the first season, I believe. And um, Kim's sister actually sang at my stepdaughter's wedding because they were close friends, and so I was watching Kim just because of the people involved, and I fell in love with her. Because she stands for everything that I stand for, and we will get into that. so I know that was a really long lead in Kim, but welcome to the bombshell business podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much, and listen, you could say all that about me.
0: It sounds good when you say it yeah <laughs> I'm not as tired for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so kim we've we've got a lot to dive into in a little amount of time. I feel like we this is why Steve Harvey keeps having you come on because there's <laughs> there's so many layers, and you could keep. Going and going, but you've accomplished a lot in your lifetime, and I want everybody if you've not watched Kim McQueen's, you have to watch it because I think you'll see the the energy and the mindset and like the the tenacity that Kim brings not only to her own life but that she expects of the people around her. so who? who got this fireball rolling? Like who are your influencers in your life and, and who do you still look to for that, that same inspiration and motivation?
1: You know, I truly believe everyone is born with some sort of dreaming mechanism or drive or something that's wanting more, a hunger. And I think for me, really young, Um, You know, I grew up middle class, just a normal neighborhood, great schools, two loving, supporting parents. You know, I don't have this tragic, heart-wrenching story that this rags to riches thing. But what I had was hunger. And I think that my dad, I'm more like my dad. My dad used to always say to me, I will never forget this. He used to say to me, honey, you're going to have to get out there and make your own way because gone are the days where men take care of women. (laughs) Now, he's old school, right? You know, he's in his 70s now. But, I mean, he just had the foresight of having two daughters to go, look, girl, you better get out there and make your own way because, you know,
0: it it ain't like it used to be. Yeah, you're not going to go fishing for your MRS degree.
1: Correct. I mean, and you know, whatever. I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing or whatever. He just knew going forward in future generations that was not going to be as prevalent. So, for me, I was always encouraged to work hard. I've changed that. Now I just work smart. Yeah. I have also, you know, always had the luxury of chasing my dreams, but I had to really do a lot of work. I mean, it, it, being successful, especially as a woman. And let me just say, people say, well, we are equal. We are not equal. Mm-hmm. We are so much more superior as women to men. And a good man will tell you that, including Steve Harvey. Yep. <laughs> but we have to do so much more to get there. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I tell g- with young girls and women all the, all the time. Yeah, being an entrepreneur is fantastic and being a businesswoman is empowering, but we don't have to break the glass ceiling. We got to break it, then clean it up, rebuild it, then shine it, Windex it and everything else. So as a woman, gird your loins because you're going to be working your can off.
0: I saw something, uh, you know, of course, everything on the Internet is truth, but this was actually a pretty uh, compelling (laughs) meme. It said, it like, it broke, it was like two different pictures. So there was like a picture of a woman at home and a picture of women at work. And it said, women are supposed to work like they don't have children. And women are also supposed to raise their children as if they don't have a job.
1: That's, that's, amen.
0: Yes. I was like, boom. Yes. Totally relate to that.
1: Well, and this is the thing about women and success. It is going to be uh, the next generation is going to be all about women. Women, we are the future. We, we've been the past too, but we've not been recognized for it. So going forward, I mean, women are just going to have to, we can't, people say, well, you can't have it all. I believe that you can't, when people say, oh, Kim, you can have it all. No, we can't have it all. Not all at once. We do it once. We do it all. It don't matter if we have it, we do it. So, you know, you've got to get your mind set for success. And to me, I did that at a very young age realizing, hmm, I'm not going to be able to depend on a man. Hmm. I'm going to have to work a little bit harder and smarter. Hmm. It might take me a little bit longer, but when I get there, most of the times when women get in entrepreneurial positions and, and run businesses and are, and are CEOs, they pretty much stay there. There's not a lot of turnaround in women business.
0: Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you can't go back. You can't go back to no. begging for an opportunity when you know that you can make it for yourself.
1: Well, and a lot of times women have to make their own opportunities because they're never given one anyway. Right. So that's what that. And when you have to, you have to make it from nothing, then it tends to sustain itself and last a lot long. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> Breach. You know what I'm saying? I yes. Mean, I, I love it. Before you and I got on this podcast, you're like, you know, I've achieved my goals this year. I mean, I love to hear women say that because you probably achieved your goals. What? Like uh, late October or or late September, early October. Yes. I mean, I
0: <laughs> But you know what though, Kim? I mean, I start, I start the budget process in October and I really start thinking about my goals in October. So my mind has already gone to the next year anyways. Right. And you know, I, my friend John Lee Dumas, I don't know, some listeners might know Entrepreneur on Fire. I mean, it's, it's millions and millions of listeners. He did a, like a, some kind of journal I don't remember what it's called that's terrible but he, he put it out there and I bought it just to support him and I'm like you know I'm pretty goal-oriented so I probably won't use this and at the beginning of the year I used it with this big hairy audacious goal I thought that was going to be the one thing and then I hit it like the second week of January uh, and I was like dang it that wasn't big enough and so I guess that's the other <laughs> thing was but that's a but that's a good that's a good thing isn't it isn't that a good feeling it is <laughs> but then I also think sometimes as women, we 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 shortchange ourselves and we say, Oh, I will just, this is a, this, I can do this. This is a little bit out of my reach. I want women, myself included, that's going to be my challenge for next year. And looking at you and your career and what you've accomplished, like go crazy, go ovaries to the wall, not necessarily like, you know, crash and burn yourself, but come up with like ridiculous goals. Cause why can't you get there? You can. But see, that's the thing. This is the thing. And you you really, it's
1: a shame. I wish I could just take all of this 47 years of. You know, run and gun, hard work, and go to some college somewhere, or even some elementary school. Let's get crazy Mm -hmm. and just take it and pour it out into this little five-year-old. Because this is what happens with women. I love talking to you. I'm just telling you right now. I'm getting fired up, starting to preach. (laughs) This is what I love about what I see in young girls. When when young girls are like like my son. I have a nine-year-old and eleven-year-old, so I've got an elementary school kid and I've got a middle school kid, and they're both boys. So I live with three men. Pray for me. Yes. And I see this in school. All of the leaders in my boy, my son's classes, and even younger, have been g- women, girls, young girls. All of the best test scores have been girls. All of the most committed, organized, achieving, goal-oriented kids have been girls. What happens? Uh-huh. This is the big, it's a question. Maybe, maybe this is our next book, girl. <laughs> what happens from that elementary, middle school, and when, and when it turns the corner, and these young girls become young women in high school? That the achievement levels go down. I have no idea. That that the that the the leadership roles go down. What happens? See, there's the turning point. So it's always been in us as women, but something society, teacher, Instagram, social media, something turns and and points a young girl in a different direction. That is where I wish I could go and and pour what I have out at 47 years old because we all have those gap years. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Whereas women, were like, can we do it? We need a man. I want to marry. I want to do this. I want to do this. Even in college. I mean, there's so many women with degrees that, that are not working in their field of choice. I, I could go on and on. But where is that moment that that happens for a woman? Because if you can jump over that hurdle, I wouldn't just be at 47 years old now having a $60 million year business. Because now you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing because this is the thing, Amber. Women are the consumers. Yep. All of the marketing companies, all of the big corporations are wanting our dollar because women spend ninety what ninety two cents on every dollar in the household.
0: Yeah, we control the wealth
1: in this country. We run
0: the world, girl. Uh huh. And so there's this this statistic that I I put in in the book, and then I also I share this when I speak to women's groups and. <laughs> So KPMG did a study in 2015, a women's leadership study, and they said that 63% of the women that they survey said that confidence was a top characteristic of a leader. And then only 49% said that they were confident at the time of the survey. And then what gets worse is they said that only 31% said they were confident as children. Mm. So you're, you're hitting the nail on the head that like, you know, we, we, you know, stand in our living rooms and we sing at the top of our lungs and and we're going to be astronauts and everything that we ever wanted to be. And then somewhere along that journey that gets taken away. And so I wonder, and this could just be a whole other podcast episode, but, <laughs> but I do wonder that once you hit that that age which gosh is getting younger and younger anymore where now you, it's not just about you and what you want now it's about how do I position myself to to make boys like me right and I know personally joke about it all the time uh, Jeff Hurdle thank God he's he's the only man who's never tried to change me he's the only man who's ever just said yes you are all, like you are wide out there and I love it and don't change a thing but it's Men tend to be, and I think they're progressing, but men tend to be attracted to women who need them or are weaker or, you know, that they're not threatening to them. And so yes. I think women begin to dumb themselves down when they start getting into that. I need boys to like me kind of age. But
1: I'm going to take it a step further because I, I don't even want to blame the poor men because God love them. I mean, I, I go back to Adam and Eve. OK, this is how I look at it. <laughs> Eve had the power because she talked him into the the on out Right. Okay? We've had the power all the time. Yes. The whole time.
0: And I'm we with just, you on that. I, I yeah, am let me with you me on what that.
1: I'm going to tell you what happens. I know this. What happens is women, girls, it, it, we, are, we are blissfully ignorant as young, young little girls to the fact that we might not be as pretty as we need to be or nowadays as sexy. I think it's pathetic, but that's what these girls now are. We're not as as appealing physically. So wh- men do not have to, women appe- do-, do not have to equate their exce- success by their external appearance. Right. Okay. So women have to, we we equate our success with how we look, how we sound. It's part of our power. We- right. So how do we balance all that? How do we balance all that? This is what I did. I said, but men, I'm going to sell to my girls. Right. <laughs> I'm going to speak to my girls. Why? Well, I don't want to speak to no man. I can't tell you how to be a man. I can tell you how to raise one and feed one, but I can't tell you how to be one. So I'm just going to I'm just going to go to my peeps. I'm going to I'm going to service my segment of population. And that is what has taken us from 0 to 60 million in 2 years because there that's a huge white space. I say to other women entrepreneurs, sell to other women. You know what we want. You know how we want it packaged. You know we want to look a certain way, feel a certain way, be a certain way. You know what's important to us. Let's let's have business and community with each other, and the rest of the, the rest of the male world, the rest of the corporate world will follow.
0: Yes. And, you know, the crazy thing is, the powerful thing in that, uh, Jeff and I will joke because I'll be sitting and putting my layers of skincare on and doing my hair (laughs) and all that kind of stuff and my makeup. And and I just look at him and I'm like, it's such hard work being a girl. And he kind of rolls his eyes and I'm like, well, you're just lucky that I do all this for you. And every single time, like clockwork, Kim, he's like. You don't do this for me. You do this for you. And you know it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was trying to get some points there, but evidently he just knows the truth. And so when you are, when you are talking to the woman and you are putting your, your everything that you're the empire that you've built on QVC and beyond, yeah, it's because they know how they want to feel and look, it's not about being appealing to somebody else. It's about being appealing to yourself. Is this, is this my best self? If it's yes, I'm feeling good.
1: Yeah, we're tired. Women are tired, broke down. We're, we're mentally giants. All we do is think, 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 think. I mean, even since we've started this podcast, I've thought of my voice 14 times. And, and hope they're doing this. and hope my son memorized this poem. I mean, and, you know, what are we going to have for dinner? I mean, just talking to you. Yeah. I mean, that's how women operate. And I get so tickled because in TV, because they dumb is all get out. I was going to say something ugly, but I ain't going to do it. I was going to say dumb as hell. They're so dumb. (laughs) I don't even curse when I say that. (laughs) Sometimes it's got to be said. (laughs) It's got to be said because these, they say, well, this, the woman, I'm like, you have no idea what the real woman wants. I'm sitting here telling you, I live in Bethlehem, Georgia. Okay. I love my neighborhood girlfriends. I know what they want to buy. I know what they want to see. I know what, but That's another thing I want to tell women. Don't let someone tell you what you already know. Yeah. And if you can step out and just say,
0: yeah, I don't, you're not right. Good for you. Not for me. Right. That that is, that is my mantra. I think I learned that from Amy Poehler in uh, Yes. Yes, Please. She said that a few times and I was like, Ooh, that's a mantra. Good for you. Not for me. I don't have to judge you. I don't. I, and no! Thanks for trying to impute that on me or expect me to adopt your mindset. That's fine. I, I, I You know, I'm not going to fault you for it, but good for you. Not for me. The end.
1: Well, I remember sitting telling a, a Lifetime executive. See, I said, "This ain't never gonna work, honey. This is not gonna work." I'll tell you a brief little story. It was the president of Lifetime, and we were sitting at a meeting, and they were saying, uh, "Tell Kim, tell Kim the story on the airplane." He was a huge executive. Now he's a huge executive A and E, and he sat would sit on in first class on these airplane flights and ask people what they were watching on TV. I'll never forget this. This was such a turning point in walking in my power and my purpose. He said he sat there and he asked the the young lady, he said, what are you watching on TV? Now, keep in mind, this is a network executive for a large network television station, uh, the president, actually. And she said, oh, my gosh, I'm watching this show, this blonde southern girl. (laughs) Her name is Kim and the show's name is Kim of Queens. You've got to watch it. It's on TLC. kind of chuckled and laughed and I waited till it got real silent. Now keep in mind this is an executive the president of Lifetime yes. we're sitting at a huge meeting we're all sitting there this whole staff is sitting there and little old me and everybody laughed and at the end of the end of the conversation because uh, they were not promoting the show in what I thought they should of course and at the end of the conversation I said oh that's so funny sounds like I'm doing my job but y'all aren't doing y'all yeah. <laughs> I love you. (laughs) And at that point, I knew we were probably going to be canceled. (laughs) I knew, oh, Kim, this is, you are powerful enough to speak your mind and stand for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And if it hadn't been for Kim of Queens going off the air, I would have never gone to the next level of QVC. So what I say to women is, step in your power. Don't. Don't compromise what you know in your soul and your heart to be true. We love statistics, we love social media analytics, we love all this crap, but a lot of times those don't equate a dollar. No. That does not equate oh, sales.
0: Vanity metrics. If I had one oh, pet peeve. say that out loud again. You're so smart. I mean, come on. I'm just like I'm going to I'm going to rock it when I come to your organization, your conference, whatever. Like those people are going to leave Loving themselves and knowing exactly what to do when they walk out that door. Who cares how many Twitter followers I have? (laughs) You know what I mean. It doesn't. It doesn't equate money. It doesn't equate outcome. But this next generation has been taught that that is valuable. It it, it has its place. I'm not going to say it has no value because I mean we. but,
1: But it is not. It does not a business make because it's likes. Yeah. It's popularity. When people lay down their dollar for your product, or for your service, that is the most amazing validation compliment you could ever get. It's easy to hit the heart button on Instagram. Yeah, It takes a lot to pull out your credit card or your dollar bill and lay it down for something that you have created or you are saying or you have written.
0: And that's my, biz- that's my definition of business. I'm sure Harvard has their Yo, fancy definition of business, but mine is business is when... A, a, a person or an organization solves another person or organization's problems in exchange for money. The end. That's it. Yep. What I'm saying is
1: everybody can do that if they have the right mindset. I want to say something else. Number two, comparison kills mm-hmm. and copying and comparing and 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 saying hers and mine and this and that. That will absolutely bury you in a business. People don't understand, and I'm going to say this, in God's economy, I don't know where we stand on the clock, but I'm going to say this, God's economy is very different than the regular old U.S. of A. economy. In, in the economy I operate in, more is more. There should be 10 million podcasts like this. In the QVC environment, it's, you would think it'd be so competitive. It's really not. Yeah. When I do well, the next show does well. The next woman that comes on does well. The, the more money goes into that pot to buy more apparel and different brands. I'm, I'm just telling you, you can't look at someone else and say, oh, I wish I was this or I wish I had what they had or do you judge it or crit- criticize it. You can't do that. You have to do
0: you. We talk a lot about that on the show. And it's funny because I'm sure you're familiar with Christy, right? She's in the Ramsey organization. Love and her. Yeah, she's so great. And they reached out to me and and an immediate was like, love, would love to have her on the show. Can't wait to promote her book as I was in the midst of preparing to promote my book. And they told me flat out that her PR team and Christy herself said, oh, my gosh, it's been so hard getting on to other female podcast shows, you know, shows. And I'm like, Why? And, and so we got into this whole conversation on the show about like, we do the same thing kind of, but we're not competition and we want each other to be successful. And then she had me on her show, talked about a lot of the same things and about like, there is no such thing as competition. If you are being uniquely used serving your unique customer. Okay. Say that one more time for people who didn't hear. It. Okay. Take notes, y'all. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> there is no such thing as competition if you are being uniquely you and you are serving your unique customer. Because the people who go to Christie are are Christie people and the people who come to Amber are Amber people and the people who go to Kim are Kim people because there's something about us that they connect to or something about the outcomes we create that they need that it's, it wouldn't work as well if they went a different direction. So like and I I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm going to tell you this
1: most of those people if they're christy people kim people and amber people they'll be they'll cross over they'll want a little amber yep. they'll want a little kim yep. that's what i'm saying cuz there's enough for everybody
0: ourselves. kim uh, christy said i i don't want people to read my book it's not like a book is going to get them to where they need to go they need to read lots of books and listen to lots of podcasts i mean that's that's the beauty of it like you said more is more and listen, we all know that if we're a podcast junkie and we're listening to podcasts, we're listening to 5,000 different ones. Of course. And you hear somebody's going to hear you and they're going to try to find every which way they can connect with you once. And that's the beauty. That's my honor. That's my privilege to say, like, okay, now go follow Kim because she's awesome and we will feed you.
1: Well, this is what I tell everybody. They're like, well, I'm gonna be on TV, Kim. I'm like, okay. Well, what are you doing to be on TV? Are you watching TV? Or are you making Facebook Live videos to be on TV? And there's also, you know, uh, look, there's a segment of the population of people who just want to dream and that's all they ever that's want it. to do. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Because I believe listening to podcasts, reading books and watching TV can inspire you just to be a person in your everyday life. And, and that's what you love to do. My sister's that way. She just loves her life. Mm-hmm. And she'll listen to preaching and teaching and podcasts. And stuff, but, she, you know, she, she just loves her life. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's what we're here for is to make, and encourage and edify each other. Mm-hmm. But if you're a business person and you're trying to make it, you need the ambers of the world. You need a leg up to be on this podcast. You need to be with the Christie. You've got to get in and not be, not be competing, but be friends and develop relationships. That's how I got into QVC QB, and got successful with other strong women in business. Going, Amen. Hey girl.
0: Yes. You cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. That's another no. You cannot. There's
1: no (laughs) way. And let me tell you something. And there's nothing wrong with men. I've had a lot of great mentors who have been men in my life. They still don't get it. Like, I've had, can I just tell you? I'll just give you a prime example. Steve Harvey. I'm the most booked guest on his show, even including his own family, his own wife. Okay. And I think at first that Steve gets me, I love Steve. I'm his home girl. I mean, he calls me a heifer. So if you're calling me a heifer, that's a term of endearment for Steve. True friends. <laughs> but I think at first they were like, what is going on? Why is this girl on all the time? Well, you only get on if you rate. If you don't rate, you don't get on. That's just how TV goes. But I think it, the, it took them a minute to realize that. Oh and finally, I just looked at Steve and his producer one day and said, I am that woman sitting out there in that yellow blouse on the second row. That's me. uh uh-huh. We're friends. We're the same. You and I are the same, Amber. Mm -hmm. You and Christy are the same. I'm going to tell you, you you and Oprah are the same. You and what's the lean in girl? What's the lean in girl? Oh, Cheryl. Cheryl. That's it. I I couldn't think of her name. We're all the same. We're women out there doing it. Mm -hmm. And so we have to support each other. And we do that, we'll just get bigger and stronger and better. Because the, the, it's it's like, it's like your stomach. Like the more you eat, the more it expands. And I'm on a diet right now, so that's all I'm thinking about. But-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good time to pick a diet, Kim. The holidays. Good plan. You know I'm well,
1: how do you a girl's got to do what she's got to do. The more it expands, the more room, you know The same thing. We just need to get so full and expand as women entrepreneurs.
0: Well, and here's the other thing, though, Kim. And, and like, I, I work a lot in corporate and, you know, really, really large companies. Um, yeah. And, and what I see so much with men, and it's that, you know, they're called the good old boys club. That's not what they are. They're the, we're not being catty women club. They are supporting each other. They are finding themselves and other people and saying, I connect with that. I want to see you succeed. And I'm going to have your back. I'm going to move mountains. I'm going to prioritize your projects. I'm going to, you know, say your name when somebody asks about an opportunity, I'm going to think of you first. And so, yeah, maybe it's a good old boys club, but I think we need to get, get straight with getting some good old girls clubs out there. And, right. and do the same for each other and quit worrying about what the men are doing and quit backstabbing and comparing or feeling less than and just say, I see me and her and I want to see her succeed as much as I want to see me succeed. And I bet we can do this more powerfully together. Men have been doing it for centuries. Come on. And that's,
1: why, that's why, you know, that's why they're where they are. But I, I want to say this, it's, it's to the point with, I'm going back to that whole economy and how you run it. It's the more you give, the more you get. Mm-hmm. That's not a normal USA American economy. Mm-mm. That's not it. Mm-mm. But that is how it works. What you put out comes back to you. Press down,
0: shaking together, running over. Yes, period. girl. It don't matter if you believe it. That's just truth. It is truth. And I and I have to say. A a large portion of my listeners, from what I understand from their feedback, surveys, emails, you know, direct messages, all that kind of stuff, even phone calls when I've reached out and talked to some of my listeners, they, they are Christians. Now, I also want to acknowledge that not everybody is. And so I always like to say, if this is not for you, this part is not for you. But I have to say that when I was young and dumb and acting foolish and acting I mean, just ridiculous, recovering from, you know, read the first three chapters of my book, recovering from being a teen mom and trying to figure out how I'm going to get my crap together. I made some really dumb decisions. And then one day I decided that I wanted wisdom. And I read in the Bible that it said, if you ask for wisdom, God will give it to You'll you. It. Yeah. And I have read Proverbs. If I've read it one time, I've read it a thousand times. I mean, over and over again. And and I've also found that it says, if you ask, you will receive Yes. And it also teaches you to be diligent and and resourceful and generous with your talents. And if you're just, mm-hmm. you know, people say, "Oh, Amber, why do you do all this?" And I and I say, "I I how dare I not?" Because God gave me these gifts. And if I'm just going to sit by the pool with a Mai Tai, then what a waste of my life. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to share these gifts with other people because we're all interconnected. And I'm just going to trust that God is going to do what he wants to do with my gifts. And there is no limit on God's ability to expand my authority and my influence to ultimately show his love. The end.
1: And I'm going to tell you something too, Amber. I'm going to add on to that because I'm going to amen that and add on. To the fact that if you do not use your gifts and talents, if you are not generous with them, by generous it means not hoarding and keeping them within yourself, giving them to others, which will result in money because you can never chase money. you got to chase the dream. Mm -hmm. Don't chase the money. The money will come. That if you do not, out of those talents and you do not live generously and you sit on them, you will be so mentally crippled. Miserable. I have seen people... Like I have, I've actually just this simply, people say, I'm miserable. Set a goal. <laughs> go. Get up, put your bra on, brush your teeth and go outside and take a walk. That's like, that's the goal for some people. Yep. Set it and achieve it. You will feel such euphoria. You will not be able to contain it. And then add on to that the next day. It's that simple. It's not rocket science. Being successful, people think it's a formula. It's not a formula. It's really the most common sense, Cause I ain't that smart. Book smart. Okay. I can't do no spreadsheets. I cannot. You sitting here doing a budget. Are you kidding me? Just yeah. give me a budget. I can work within it. But that, that's not where my talents and gifts lie. But common sense to know, if you do that, you're going to get this. That, I mean, that I can, I can comprehend. Yeah. That I can, I will tell you, I think what is so, we're an epidemic of people mentally being crippled for so many reasons. But I think One of the big reasons is because we're not doing what we were put on this earth to do individually, uniquely made to us. Yes.
0: And now that's a whole other level of anxiety. I see a lot in people in their 20s is, what's my purpose? And I say to them listen, this is like dating, right? You need, no. you need to get out there and just make a decision and then decide, do I like this? Do I not like this? What do I like about this? What about this do I need to look, in my, look for in my next opportunity? And what about this do I need to make sure is not going to be in my next opportunity? And you just keep moving forward until you find that place where you're like, yes, this is my jam. This is my jam. Well, I, I say this all the time, purpose finds you, but it's not going to
1: find you sitting at home watching Netflix, okay? You're gonna to have to get up and do something, take action, and it'll find you. You quit. quit we we are trying to figure too much that we're not equipped to figure out, like even who we're gonna marry. Who's a, do, you, do you remember, like, oh my god, I gotta take somebody, I'm gonna marry somebody, blah blah. blah. It, it finds you. Relationships find you. Connections find you. Opportunity. Look at us here together. We've probably ran in the same circles for so long, and look how we were brought together in a weirdo way from someone that neither one of us knew 15 years ago. Right. OK, so I'm just saying like opportunities and things, they just seem to happen. You can't explain it. It's supernatural. But you're, if you're not in the path, I'm, I'm having a huge meeting at four o'clock today. It's going to be a very tough meeting. OK, I'm going to have to really put my big girl panties on and I'm going to have to get stern and it's not going to be pretty. And I hate doing it. I hate it. I hate being that person and having to say, you know, no, we're pretty much not going to do that. And fight with corporate America about something that I know in my soul is right, but I would not be prepared to do that
0: mm-hmm.
1: had I not done, like you said,
0: just stepped out and done something and failed and figured it out. Because everything sets you up for the next thing. That's it. So on that note, you, you say I'm not book smart and all that good <laughs> jazz, and um, I'm you're savvy girl, obviously. Can we talk a little bit about the whole business acumen thing? Because a lot of bombshells come to the table like, oh, I'm really good at what I do, but I'm not a good businesswoman. And I'm like, well, what does that mean exactly? Like, what is a businesswoman and what about that are you not? And so once we kind of dial, we pull, peel back the onion, it's like, oh no, you rock as a businesswoman. You just hate paying the bills or you know there's like a, yeah, you don't yeah. like payroll or you don't like hiring people that doesn't make you a bad businesswoman so what when you first got out in your entrepreneurial life mm-hmm. compared to where you are now from a businesswoman <laughs> perspective what shifted for you what what are your go-to things that you can look back on and say I did this and that served me
1: well, I love how you said you're not in it alone. And so for me, really quickly, I knew that what my strengths and weaknesses So being able to define, I can do a lot of different things, right? That doesn't mean my time is best served doing them all or doing any of them for that matter. Um, so for me, really quickly, I said, okay, to grow this at the rate of opportunity that I'm getting, we'll just use QVC as an example, but this goes on even past things in my life, but QVC is where I'm at now. To grow at the rate of QVC is wanting me to grow, I cannot A, I'm not gifted to do everything as far as the administrative end of it that I'm meant to do. And two, that's a huge part of business. So you're I'm always looking for talent. I'm always looking for talent and mostly women. I'm sorry. We're all woman company that can do the things that I cannot do. A true business woman is someone who can recognize her strengths and recognize her limitations and fill those holes with people who can do it. What people can't do is my creativity. They can't do my passion for people. So I hire people that can fill those gaps for me. And and I hire them in creative ways. Um you've got to get creative in your business too, because you don't want to you don't want to be heavy are we talking real business here? You want me to really Oh get yeah,
0: real business. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you don't want to get too top heavy, meaning you don't want to pay a bunch of salaries and benefits and unemployment when you're starting out. You want to run really, really lean. There's a lot of great opportunities on social media with people doing contract work, with your graphic, with your design. There's a lot of great resources for people to even do do things that you cannot do, but that you don't have a big overhead. You don't have to pay them a salary. Um, we work a lot too with interns. I just hired my first little millennial girl right out of college. She's so sharp. Her name is Jessica. I love her like a daughter. And you know, we've trained her. It's been hard because she's she's her mindset was not work. She didn't have the 40 years of experience or the 30 years of experience we had. So we had to train so hire people that you can train and mold. It's all about running lean and keeping your hand on it. It's like with parenting. As a parent, I can't go and let somebody else raise my kids and then expect all this success and all this vision that I had for my children and all this, you know, what I expect my children to be. Same with business. It's your baby. So you're constantly having to check and recheck and recheck. And can I say this? Please save your money. Save your friggin' money and live inside your means. Live below your means. Yes. When you're in the startup. I don't care if it looks like it's everything's coming up roses. I have a bucket that I always put money in. I mean, this this it's not a literal bucket, but it's it's this bucket that I always stash money in in case fourth quarter, three weeks in December, I have something hit.
0: Yeah, my mentor we used to say we had to squirrel away our acorns. <laughs> That's
1: it, girl. I got some <laughs> an acorns. And if you don't, and if you don't, you don't use it. You, you know, you have it. Yeah. But you've got to really, if you don't even want to do those kind of things, you've got to implore or, or, or hire people or work with people that can do those things. That's a true leader. A leader is not someone who does it all, but they can,
0: they can, they're smart enough to put it together. And, and to stay on top of it because you can't recuse yourself from the process. Like there's obviously, well, obviously to anybody who's listened to this for a a long time, Alex Hibenthal is one of the bombshell business experts and he's, he's my, my virtual CFO and he handles all Everything that's money, but we come together once a month and we talk about what's going on and I follow processes. I know everything that's happening. I I make decisions about the money. It's not like I'm just like, I don't know, whatever, you know, and, and let them do it in the same way, like website, everything. Like I know what's happening, SEO, whatever it is, I know what's happening. And then I touch base with those people. But I'm like you. There's there's no way that I could do what I've done without my team. But I mean, it's it's contract. Everything's contract. I don't have I don't have a, a army full of employees underneath the roof. And I think that's the way for the future because even that's even the contractors are entrepreneurial.
1: See, it's it's really a great setup for women in business and social media. Work your social media. Social media is a way to sell. Our off air sales are as strong as our on air sales. That's passive income. Setting up those strings of passive income. Can, and I, I want to say this, too, that you have to be flexible. Like, I remember when I first started in business, I would get a bad review <laughs> or a, a bad comment or a return. It would take me out, Amber, for two weeks. I would be sitting there stressing. And I remember I, I just had this aha moment one day and I said, don't stress. Just just fix it. Yeah. Just change it. Be flexible. Don't take it too seriously, but take it seriously. Mm -hmm. So don't get so attached to your product or your positioning or your marketing or whatever that you can't be flexible enough to ebb and flow. Because I want to tell you, consumership today is very different than it was 20, 30 years ago. People are not loyal to brands like they used to be. Mm -hmm. People are always looking for the next best. I would also say, I say it's, we're living in the season of like the Frank Sinatra's. We're going back to the Frank Sinatra mold where you had to sing, act,
0: dance, and uh-huh. write songs.
1: You've got to really be flexible and be a lot of things to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And and then, you know, I have a lot of women who are listeners that they have a service-based business. Yes. And so I do have products as well, but a lot are hairdressers or they they own a salon or they own a spa or they own a gym or a yoga studio or they're holistic practitioners or attorneys, a huge amount of attorneys, you know, where they are not only selling their brand, but they're selling their personal brand. And that's really easy to get your feelings hurt when you're selling yourself and somebody says that's not good enough for me right right but here's what I tell my son he's 16 and and it's high school and it's hard and y'all we got chemistry and math and I'm like Kim like I that's not my world I'm like I can teach you how to deal with people but chemistry you're on your own I'm sorry (laughs) um I I think I dropped out of chemistry and I think I got a I got an A in college because I gave my professor twelve donuts on the day of finals and put this as my exactly. last blatant attempt at but sucking up for a better be- grade. I put that sign on it and I got my A. But anyways, I tell him
1: that's a skill too, by the way. It is. I was
0: like, I'm getting a PR degree. I don't need chemistry. I th- and this is PR. Here you go, and I got my A. So the use your gifts. Don't operate on your what I gifts. Say, babe. But I tell it. him all the time. I'm like, Derek, I don't. You know, if if a C. If is your best, then I want you to do your best. I don't need you to be the best. I need you to be your best. And I think that's a good lesson. I have to take my own medicine because if if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing, then I just have to say, you know what? I brought my best. And if I wasn't bringing my best, then I need to be honest with myself about that and, and go back and say, okay, what went wrong here? Are you not, are you not into this? Are you not did you lose your passion for this? Did you not prepare properly? Um, did did you make it about you and not about the person you're serving? You know, you go through those things, but as long as you're doing your best, you're going to continue to thrive. Well, and I'll tell you this really quickly. I mean, that, that's that's my life philosophy. If you said, Kim, what is your one
1: life philosophy is I work on my gifts and I put in places things to manage, handle my weaknesses. I don't sit in and, and go, oh, my God. Like, for instance, like uh, as, as a former beauty queen and every woman can relate to this, I've put on 30, 40 pounds. Right. And So, you know, in Hollywood that you got to be you're supposed to be under 30 big boobs in a size two. <laughs> OK, well, that's not Kim. And so I thought, well, and I would sit and obsess about it. Well, I'm just not fitting in Hollywood. I'm like, well, crap, I'm just going to carve my own way. There's a lot of people that's a size 12 out there that's, you know, their boobs are sagging. They've got a few years on them and they want to be talked to, too. So I used it to my advantage. I don't ever let, I don't focus on my weakness. Okay. Like if you're in debt, put a debt payment plan in place. Put it automated on your. Get your budget. Do your debt. Pay your debt every month. And quit worrying about your freaking debt. Yeah. Start worrying about how you're going to make more income.
0: Yeah.
1: See, we focus on our limitations and, st- and we got to focus on our giftings
0: and look at those giftings and then it's, and don't go and I say this all the time and I'm a certified coach and I'm, you are too and I'm just like don't go buy a coach that's not going to fix your problems don't it's go not- buy a coach go and listen to the podcast and read the books and according to your giftings and the areas that you can make the biggest amount of improvement on do the work <laughs> like if you don't do the work, then no coach in there in, in the world is going to be able to make you do the work. Not when there's free stuff on YouTube and blogs and podcasts and everything. It's out there. Find it. Do the work. And then once you get going, that's when you can start hiring a coach to help you refine and grow even more.
1: Well, because the, co- listen, the bottom line is people can't be you. And they can't do you. QVC called me not too long ago. I'll never forget it. And they were like, now, this is a business. This is a 30-year-old corporation who is, sells billions of dollars a year. And one of the executives called me and said, we just want to know how you're doing your social media and all your buy times." And the women are really buying offline. And I said, well, they're like, how many posts do you do a day? And I got tickled. And I was like, yeah, we do about two posts a day. Do you boost those posts? <laughs> And I said, some we boost. I said, but you know what? When they comment, I comment back. Yes, I'm building relationships. Listen, everything is about relationships. Yes. It's not about you. Your pro- it is about you. It's not about your product. It's not about your book. It's, it's about what you're, are you adding value to people's lives? Can people come around you and go, oh my God, I feel better after talking with them. You know, I mean, that that's why your podcast is doing so well. Amber. it's because I can just tell by talking to you, you just a real deal and you're not trying to be something you're not. And you're very and you're smart as crap. And I just I think that it, it's just that simple. It's not rocket science. It's just like you said, hard work and just we're in the people business. That's life. Mm-hmm
0: all all businesses are the people business <laughs> that's it, yeah, machines are not buying your wares, they're not no. buying your service the people are, and so that's that's and 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 they're the boss, yeah, and I think on that note, I think that's a really great place to wrap up is is that relationship we've said it with you know growing your business is is about building the right relationships for supporting you and, and helping you grow and find opportunities, the relationships of the people that you hire to, to help compensate for the areas that you've got no business operating in. And it's and it's about serving your customers and, and creating relationships with them and not looking at them as dollar signs, but looking at them with people with souls and, and hearts and dreams and, and fears of their own. Kim, we went over and I'm okay with that. I think this has just been... <laughs> you know, you just tell me to shut up. Honey. No, 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 no. And, and my listeners know we shoot for we shoot for 30 ish minutes. And then sometimes <laughs> we go 45. And sometimes we go 60. It's just, you know, it is what it is. And if people don't like that, they go find another podcast. It's it just I love it. we go as long as we need to. And I and I just cannot appreciate the value that you've added to the listenership and, and really being authentic about your life and business and everything that's led up to it. So where can we find more of you, Kim? Just KimGravel.com. You can find us on QBC, Google, Steve Harvey,
1: wherever, you know. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the internet is so wonderful
0: because you can find anything on anybody. So just just
1: Google or go to
0: KimGravel.com, y'all. Awesome. And of course, we will put as many links to the various ways that you can connect with Kim um on the show notes. You can find those at Amber dot com forward slash podcasts with an S. Or if you have downloaded or plan to download the Bombshell Business app, you can find that in the App Store if you're an Apple user or Google Play if you're an Android user. And of course, there is the web app as well. And so you just go to the show notes page there and you can find it all to um, Superstock Kim, which I highly recommend. Kim, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you, Amber. Love you, girl. Love you. And Bombshells, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.